You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with our pal Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. My co-host as first and goal on TuneIn Premium kicks off for Season 3, 1 Eastern. Join us for seven hours of commercial-free live listen-ins as we take you to all the big moments as they happen live. Nick, last night was the most points ever given up by a Bill Belichick defense during his brilliant tenure in New England. The last time we saw this defense before last night's festivities, it was 28-3 Atlanta on top in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. What is going on with the Patriots' defense? Well, you have to understand this. Uh, The the Patriots have uh, some challenges on the defensive side of the ball. I know early on looking at them just on paper, everyone kind of penciled them in. Uh, to be the favorite to make that trip to Minnesota. And I use uh, broadly penciled in because you, you, you pencil something in because you can erase it and put something else back in, in, in pen. And the issue that I saw last night, especially again on a, you know, from the secondary standpoint, uh, with so many new pieces, the chemistry didn't seem to be there. Even though you're there OTAs and training camp, I saw a lot of you know blown coverages. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, they played, they paid him a lot of money, and usually uh, the Patriots really don't do that. And they they paid him for his uh, ability to cover. But you just figure that a guy that's getting paid that much money, uh, you shouldn't have you know guys running free. The, the play that comes to mind, uh, Tyreek Hill runs wide open. I think it's a seventy nine-yard pass from Alex Smith, and you see, you can see that there was kind of uh, a misunderstanding in the secondary between the safety and Stephon Gilmore. Those type of things cannot happen. And also, on some of the key plays that uh, Kansas City Chiefs were able to make once they got into those tight bunch formation, and Cordell knows a lot about this, the, the offense does that because they're trying to reduce the formation to kind of get all the defenders in the box and they can explode out. But this happened to the Patriots last year when they faced the Denver Broncos and Brock Osweiler was the quarterback. They got in that formation, and the defense failed to recognize it back on the edge, and he gets out to make a play for a touchdown or a catch. And these are basic, simple issues that the Patriots have. I know on, on, on tape they, they look big because the score was 42-27. They can fix these, but if they don't fix these issues, they can become much larger issues down the road. Nick, this team since 2001 uh, went up at half by 10. The New England Patriots are 102-1. and one. What do you tribute this type of a game to last night? Is it more of how well this team in Kansas City prepared or the lack thereof for the New England Patriots? Well, I, I want to give uh, credit what credit is due. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Alex Smith, and Andy Reid definitely took advantage of the options that uh, the Patriots definitely provided. So when I look at this game, once again, from a defensive perspective, to me, I said, well, the Patriots have a couple of things that they need to clean up. If they limit the explosive plays to Rekill and uh, Kareem Hunt, now they're still in this game and they possibly won this game. So it's just fine-tuning, you know, the small things here and there. They, they were still competitive. They jumped out to uh, an early lead, uh, wasn't able to hold it, and that's doing part. Once again, you look on the offensive side of the ball, no Julian Elderman. It's, it's, it's about getting on the same page with your wide receivers. And for the love of me, I couldn't understand, even with Julian Elderman being out, they could have still used Brandon Bolden in those same kind of positions and had him to run those same type of routes. We didn't see that. I saw about maybe twice in the game they took shots down the field with, with Brendan Cooks. 
uh, and, and excuse me, that, that's what I was meaning when I was talking about getting in the mix with uh, Danny Amendola, but uh, only two shots down the field with, with Brendan Cooks. To me, with a guy with that speed that can take the top off of defense, you have to create more opportunities. And we saw a 40-year-old Tom Brady throw from his 20 to the other 20, which is 60 yards, and hit Brendan Cooks you know, on a deep pass. That is what I'm expecting. So they have to find ways on the offensive side of the ball to kind of get their playmakers involved more than they did last night. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with our friend Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety who spent a decade in the league. Let's make the move to the games coming up on Sunday. The games will be tracking together on first and goal on TuneIn Premium. Divisional matchup between Philadelphia and Washington. I think the Redskins, although they won eight games last year, are going to take a massive step back this year because of whom they've lost. Playmakers like Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Let's jump over to Philly. Nick, 13 of the last 14 years, somebody's gone from worst to first to win a division. How about Philadelphia jumping up from seven wins to take the NFC East? That is not too far uh, fetch, uh, B. Webb, to say because one thing that we, we know coming in this year, Carson Wentz now understands the NFL. He understands the world that he is going to be living in. It's not going to be one of these things. He's a rookie quarterback now being forced into uh, action and not being ready. He is ready. He has another year under his belt under uh, Doug Peterson's uh, offense, and they put some weapons around him this off season. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt did not look great in the preseason, but we know what he's been able to do for the New England Patriots. Now he will be counted on to do the same thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Darren Sproles, you know, I played against him. He's one of those small backs, and you can utilize him in the pass game. And what I mean by that, we saw Drew Brees for so many years, you know, dink and dunk the ball with to Darren Sproles, and he does a great job finding the holes because he's so small, hiding behind those those linemen, and he is one play away from that home run play. And if you look outside the numbers, uh, this is the area where they struggled last year, and with Carson Wentz being a rookie quarterback, you need guys outside to make plays outside the numbers for you. He has that, and they did a great job in going out to get Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith to go with Nelson Aguilar, who I feel could be on the verge of a breakout year, especially with those other two guys outside really pushing him. So this Philadelphia Eagles team is definitely a team to watch. I know everyone was talking about, you know, maybe the New York Giants and, you know, the defense they put together last year and adding Brandon Marshall, but I say keep an eye on these Eagles. Talk about the, the Arizona Cardinals and Detroit game. Um, this Arizona Cardinals team has, has been on the brink of being really good, uh, and I think that's held, the thing that's held them back most uh, is injuries, uh, particularly at the quarterback position. Carson Palmer, over the last five starts against the Lions, he's 4-1. Uh, do you see him having the opportunity this season with the team that they do have? Uh, do you see them having a breakout year this year uh, in, in some way? Because Detroit is not a pushover team, I think, with, with Matthew Stafford playing the way he did last year. His defense playing better offensively. They're playing better by committee at the wide receiver position. Do you think Arizona goes on the road and, and get this thing started to try to create a little bit more, let's just say, excitement and, and competitive spirit in that division out there in the NFC West? Well, the one thing that's going to help them, Cordell, is that when you look at strength of schedule, uh, 23rd, they're ranked 23rd. So the schedule is favorable for this team. But a lot depends on Carson Palmer. And you notice as a quarterback, everything begins and starts with that guy on the center. We've seen Carson Palmer over the past couple of years for his, as his executions and his production on the field start to, to taper off. So if he can play to the uh, playoff caliber 
uh, Pro Bowl caliber performance that we've seen him in years past, they have a chance. Uh, Larry uh, Fitzgerald, you know, this could be his last year as a player. So I'm sure they want to get him more involved in the offense. But the guy who's going to keep the wheels turning is running back David Johnson. If you're playing anyone at home or you're playing anyone on the road, you want to make sure you have a guy of this caliber. He can step up in the pocket and stone a blitzing linebacker. He's great as far as creating matchup issues. If you're throwing a ball out to him on, on, on the edge of the perimeter of the offense, but also handing the ball off to him inside and between those two tackles, there's not a back in the league that's probably uh, more feared than David Johnson because his versatility and the assets that he brings. So it's going to be David Johnson and Carson Palmer that's going to take them to that next level. So I give Arizona definitely a good chance this weekend against uh, uh, you know Matthew Stafford and those Detroit Lions. Taking you around the league with Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety partner, because we dissect every game together on first and goal every Sunday on TuneIn Premium. We'll be tracking a game that most of the country will be ignoring, the Jets and the Bills. Obviously, Buffalo hitting the reset button. I know you are a proud alumnus of a Jet. Cordell loves when I quote show tunes. West Side Story. When you're a Jet, you're always a Jet, but keep it real. Is there a chance the Jets could go 0-16 and duplicate what the Lions did in 2008? Yeah, absolutely. You and I talked about this before, being as though that you don't know, you know what you have at your quarterback position. is going to be a quarterback carousel or quarterback by committee, as though it's a, the phrase has often been coined, and knowing as though you have a lot of deficiencies across the board. Uh, you know, Mike McCagnan decided to cut bait on a lot of guys, uh, clear some salary cap in hopes of uh, picking up some pieces in 2018, but it's a tad bit too late. Now you've given Todd Bowles, uh, you know, a few talented players to actually uh, work with. Uh, uh, you look at the fact that a trade was made earlier this week to bring over Jermaine Curtis from Seattle Seahawks, hoping to do something to show up that wide receiver uh, core with Quincy Numa you know, suffering a season-injury, and there's no Eric Decker, there's no Brandon Marshall. So it's going to be really hard for uh, Game Green to muster up enough wins uh, to even be relevant. But I guess right at this particular point, you're playing for 2018 in hopes of maybe grabbing a quarterback or a top running back in the next year's draft. Okay, this is for you and Brian Weber. This weekend, Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS, you have the Houston Texans playing against you guys as Jacksonville Jaguars. You both. This yes, is for sir. both of you. Yeah. Use, as they say in Pittsburgh, <laughs> use. Uh, what's your take? You know, Blake Bortles, I mean, Chad Henney. I mean, give me. Is there a third back, option? Leonard Fournette. <laughs> uh, I, I went to the running backs. I left the quarterbacks alone. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, g- give me something about your no, Jaguars. and Just give me some. Give me some analysis. Nick, I'll Work. do it Go in ahead. 10 seconds. Here's the analysis. The Jags are wearing all black color rush unis because it could be a funeral for our Jaguars. Now, look, <laughs> let's get serious. We're all rooting for Houston, right, in the wake of Harvey. This is an a massive emotional day when the Texans take the field. Think about all the great work J.J. Watt has done. Nick, I'll turn it over to you. I think our Jags coming off a 3-13 and campaign are in for a long afternoon on the road. Well, considering the, the, the fact of what you just laid out as far as what's taking place in Houston, you know, it's almost as though you were saying that Jags are going to look at that situation and pretty much lay down uh, you know, for the Houston Texans. But it's going to be a very difficult season, especially, you know, once again, Cordell, you played the position in the league for several years. And, you know, you need to have a guy 
that's behind the center or under center who understands and can lead a team. They have a great defense, and I've said that for the past uh, two Good defense. Seasons. Go ahead. And, and, and they put some great pieces together. So if this team is going to win, you're now going to have to rely on your defense to turn the ball over and score some points, and we know that's very difficult in the NFL. So this could be a very tough season starting out with week one, a very emotional week one for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, guys, remember, Malik Jackson said our Jaguars were going 16-0. So write it down, Cordell, 16-0. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you three, Malik Jackson – Nick Ferguson and Brian Weber drank the same Kool-Aid because the stuff y'all been saying, he came back and said they weren't 16 and 0. I'm, I'm so done. I hey, well, listen, I told you, my hypocrisy only goes but so far. I didn't say undefeated. I did not say going to the Super Bowl. Remember that. No, no, no. I didn't say no. you said I'm just saying the things that you – Well, he, well, said, he also got all that money, you, Cordell. Yeah, well, he was yeah. excited. Yeah. But the stuff you said about Jacksonville, just period, winning the division, Brian said they're going to the playoffs, they might be in the Super Bowl. You know what, man? I, I'm going to go eat my popcorn. I'm going to watch this one because hey, I'm going to come back hey, on Monday. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. Stop it. Cut How it about out. last Cut night, out, tough man. guy? I believe you picked, you picked the Patriots to win. How that well, turned so out? What else did I say about Kansas City? What did I say need to happen? Go ahead, tell Nick Ferguson, please. Well, this was a hot take, hard hitting analysis. You go said ahead. Alex Smith had to play well. There you go. And what happened? He played well. Okay, you so are a genius. You know, I'm just what here don't for you, you know guys. About the I'm here for you both. <laughs> I'm just here for you both. And what did he give us? He gave us probably. Let's just say I won't even say probably. Let's just say the best game probably of his career. Best regular season game. Regular really season good game, playoff game against the Colts. No, he looked tremendous. So looked once tremendous. more, you were spot on, my man. That's why you're All the right. best in the business. Nick, well, get some rest as we wrap it up. Let the audience know what social media component are you bringing to First and Goal starting this Sunday on TuneIn Premium. Well, this Sunday I will be doing some uh, live streaming uh, during our broadcast and before to just kind of keep you guys updated as far as uh, what's going on. Also, you can uh, follow me on at Nick Ferguson underscore 25. But stay tuned. Hit me up. If you have any questions, let me know, and then I'll tweet you uh, out some answers. We look forward to it. And, Nick, just make me look good because, Cordell, (laughs) Nick is going to be taking advantage of some Facebook Live technology. The audience does not need to see how many Diet Cokes I put down over the span of seven hours. All right? Film that. Film that, Nick. Please put that on TV. Beware. Beware. I will not betray our code. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to wear makeup now, even though it's radio only. Just in case, right? Just in case. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. I'll see you Sunday. All right. See you Sunday. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.